learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome back to another episode of When Hers United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate you listening in. This is season eight, episode four, entitled Communication Builds a Solid Foundation with Makara Rumley. Before we jump into the interview, I want to tell you more about me and When Hers United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues and When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. These are the four pillars we stand on here at Winhurst United, which is why they are emphasized so we can all live a complete and fulfilled life, both personally as well as professionally. If it's not too much to ask, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating then write us a review. As a thank you, I'll be giving shout outs on future episodes to those that take a moment to do this. Now, without further ado, let's get into season eight, episode four, entitled Communication Builds a Solid Foundation with Makara Rumley. another amazing winning woman of color entrepreneur to share her insight, her advice, and her experiences with us. So Makara, welcome. Thank you for having me, Nicole. You're welcome. All right. So before we jump right in and Makara gives us all of the insight, right? I want to tell you more about her. Makara Rumley Esquire is an environmental justice attorney a community engagement strategist, and the founder of Hummingbird Firm. She's a thought leader in environment, education, the green economy, and public health. And she has a knack for identifying what makes each stakeholder successful and leading the charge for how everyone can win. You know, we are all about winning here at Winners United, the podcast. So I feel like Makara is in the right place. We are in the right place. And this is just going to be amazing. So let's talk business. So Makara, before we get into you telling us more about how you do what you do, tell us about what Hummingbird Firm does. So our focus is community engagement with a cultural culturally competent approach and lens. And those are a lot of words together, but just making sure that we connect with everyday people who are living in neighborhoods that are around large projects. Those projects could be a new road, bridge, a trail to walk on, a park. It could be an environmental cleanup. Let's say that there's a toxic site in your neighborhood and they're finally coming to clean it up and you want to know how is that going to impact your health? So our team is all about making sure that there is effective and clear and not intimidating communication mm-hmm. between the folks who are in charge of that project and the other everyday people who are living in the areas around that project. I love that. I love that. I feel like a lot of times communication is a lost art, right? And I don't think any voice is less important than the others, but because of the way society works, it makes some people more important, right? And then it could be very much missed opportunities when stuff like that happens. So I love what you do. And I believe that is super, super important. Thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. All right. So you touched on community engagement, right? Again, something that's super important, necessary on all levels. So I wanted to talk about how community engagement is a transferable practice, right? Like you're engaging the community in your business, but I feel like as business owners, we need to learn how to engage our employees, the contractors, 
the Mm. clients, like really engaging the people you work with to be more effective, right? So talk to us about the importance of allowing others to have a voice and the end results that happen when this is done effectively. Uh, I think you just get projects that are better vested and people are invested in the success of whatever that project is because they know and they understand how it resonates with their lives. You know, everybody, and it sounds selfish, but in my industry, sometimes we call it the whiffum, what's in it for me. Right. Uh, you have to let folks know, you know, why is what you're talking about important? And I know that you deal with that very often, Nicole. Why is what you're talking about important and how does it impact my life? Because we all have lots of priorities that have our focus right now, whether that's safety, access to jobs, healthcare, childcare, that we're balancing. So when you come in with a project that just may not be as exciting to you as it is to me, you have to let people know how does it resonate? How does it connect? Why should I care? I love that. I love that. And as a, like, I'm still in corporate America. And I feel like that just, you know, you just everything. You just summed it all up perfectly, right? Like people really want to understand. And I think a lot of times there is static or hesitance or pushback. And it's Mm -hmm. not because people want to give you a hard time. They just want to understand. And it has to make sense to them for them to have that buy-in. I hope that more people will learn the importance and really practice these methods so that everyone can win. Like you said, right? It, it just makes sense. So let's go into your company name. Like I love, I love hummingbirds. I actually have a tattoo of a hummingbird. That's an aside, right? <laughs> but I love hummingbirds, right? I checked out your website and I saw a quote that just blew me away, right? So here's the quote, guys. It says, we build trust across cultural boundaries by moving like a hummingbird. It's the only bird that moves forward, backward, and straight up. So I like to summarize things. So to me, that says that you guys cover all the bases. That's what resonated with me when I read that, right? Right. And then it also made me think of how well you did with your brand messaging, right? To equated to something that people may know in everyday life, right? Because maybe they don't understand what your company does, but most people have heard of a hummingbird and knows about the tenacity and the, I don't don't know if it's flexibility, but I know the hummingbird, you know, most special birds, right? If not the uh, most special, right? So- I say most. Right. (laughs) I agree. I totally agree. I love hummingbirds. I have one on one of my vision boards too. Like really love hummingbirds, right? So I think that that is unique positioning for your brand. And like I said, it just paints a vivid picture. So do you have any advice for those listening on effective brand messaging or how to position their brand or their company for success, being that you've done an excellent job at it? I mean, the key is for it not to sound like a gimmick, but for there to be organic continuity interwoven throughout everything that you do. I mean, even my salutation at the end of the communication is keep soaring. I don't just say sincerely, right? Because there's a feeling that you're attempting to evoke when your clients work with you and when you're, you're out working in the field externally. I want people to feel as if our company is nimble, is agile, that we're adaptable, we're not rigid, we're not stuck that we're willing to to learn. I think the companies actually were the most successful over this last 18 months of COVID and it's still COVID, but the ones that ended up really survived, when you hear the term pivot, I think of a bird and, and the hummingbird and how it can move. Just being able to adjust and mold into the form that you need to to best resonate with the people who are listening to you. So one of the examples would be using plain language. You know, we all work in different industries. So, but I'm not going to use the same jargon I might use with a colleague or a coworker with you. You don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I do. And it's just using language as simple as that 
that an eighth grader can understand that starts to bridge that communication gap. I love that. I love that. I've heard make it plain, right? We all want to, mm-hmm. you know, put some flowers and some decorations and some bowls on it, but that could be confusing to people, right? Do you wonder why yeah. ain't nobody calling and knocking on your door? Because they're confused and they don't know what you have going on because you did a little too much decorating, right? So yes. simplicity can be best. I love that. Great, great advice. So I also know that your company has worked with large organizations and entities such as the City of Savannah, Georgia Power, and the Housing Authority of Birmingham, and that's just to name a few. Can you give us some background into how you were able to achieve this for those business owners out there that want to work with some of these bigger entities? I think I know we've all heard the term networking before. Yes, sometimes it's networking. I think it's more creating a web, you know, creating relationship maps where you know who's connected to whom. But whenever you have an opportunity to show up, even if you think has little exposure, there's always someone watching. And so you always put your best foot forward. You're always going 100 percent because you never know who could be paying attention and it can lead to an opportunity that you never even imagined would be there waiting for you. We have an opportunity right now. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to jinx anything with a pretty uh, big name corporate firm, but they were familiar with us because we had worked on a project that they were associated with. They were not our clients, but we got to, you know, we didn't know we were auditioning, but they enjoyed the experience. They walked away thinking, oh, sounds like they know what they're talking about. And then when the need arose for them, they reached out to us. So it's this, it's the breadcrumbs that you leave behind. You never know who has a relationship with whom. So you don't want to discount anyone or dismiss anyone because you don't think they're important. And, and just it's the breadcrumbs that you leave. It really, really is. And so, yes, they, they sound like big names. But who you have a relationship with is a person, a person that just so happens to work with that company. So you do have to be likable. That doesn't mean you have to be everybody's best friend, but people want to, you know, they want to see you win. You want them to, to want to see you win. Right. I love that. Makara is dropping all the gems today. I hope y'all are catching them. I love that. I heard the power of proximity, right? I love your web, the equation to a web and a relationship map. Like you just blew my, my head. What's the emoji with a head explodes, right? <laughs> my head exploded because um, I never thought of that, but it makes total sense, right? And it also made me think of always operating in excellence because like you yes. said, you don't know who's watching. Like, look at this great opportunity that we're going to mm-hmm. claim it is coming your way. Right. Because you operate in an excellence with someone else and it's just opening door after door after door. I love the, you know, don't think of organizations, think of people. Right. Because it is people and and people are important. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So congratulations. I'll be the first one to congratulate you on this next big project. Right. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So talking about those relationships and not taking any job for granted because you never know what it leads to, right? I remember like this was, I kicked myself. You're talking about somebody kicked themselves in the behind, right? So I talk about how I'm an entrepreneur four times over. Well, one of my previous lives, I was a photographer, right? So doing this photography company, like just really getting my feet wet, didn't really take myself seriously. And I didn't realize that until hindsight, like in the moment, I swore I took myself seriously. I swore I was about my business. But what happened was I was asked to come take photos for a teacher appreciation event, right? And the way I did it, like the industry was changing at the time. So I did like the photo booths where I printed out pictures, but really people were more digital. So I was kind of, you know, like, like, It was phased out what I was trying to do. Anywho, I had set up the photo booth, you know, had props. Like, it was great as far as the whole uh, ambiance or whatever. But, you know, the whole 
system wasn't necessarily current, right? Hmm. So did that, none of the teachers purchased not one photo. I was so discouraged. I was so angry, you know, Hmm. at this scenario, right? But I recall that one of the I made it in my mind was to get booked for a wedding. Well, the guy that was, I don't want to say the owner of the place, but I think he was like over the facility. He noticed what I was doing. He actually wanted to hire me for a wedding, but I ended up, I didn't check my email. Right. So I missed that opportunity. Right. But I also left that event early because I was mad, like so many things that didn't necessarily paint me in the right light. So I think that just speaks to what yeah. you're saying, Makara, as far as you don't know who's watching. You don't know what that opportunity may lead to. Right. So don't look at something that it didn't go the way you thought in your mind it should go. Don't look at it as it's not working, right? Because I do now believe that it's always working. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to share that story with y'all because, listen, I flop. Don't be me. Don't be me. You know, I always tell y'all not to be me because I done did a lot of stuff you don't want to repeat. <laughs> well, the most uh, the most successful people fail and they fail a lot and they make mistakes. It's the ones who actually recognize what they could have done differently and can recalibrate for the next opportunity. When you don't, when everything is always somebody else's fault and you're not self-aware and you take no responsibility, then that's when the problem presents itself. But when you're like, you know what? I messed that one up. That's where there's growth. So as long as you're growing, you know. I received that. I received that, Mm -hmm. right? I I have become so much more self-aware than I was in the past. So I appreciate that. And that's true, right? So Mm -hmm. yes, that's another gem, y'all, right? It's okay to fail and to not do things right. But as long as you realize, right, and and try to fix it, you're still winning. Look, we we winning around here, whether we lose or fail or whatever you want to call it, right? We still win it. Now, let's talk mindset. So mindset, I think everything involved in life has to do with mindset, right? Especially the entrepreneurial journey. Like I, I feel like my, just the whole relation to mindset and really understanding the importance of having control in that area really started to be real or more evident in this entrepreneurial journey, right? So let's talk about the mindset practice of having clear intention. Tell us what this means to you. Well, I mean, it's, it's about not letting life happen to you. You know, when people say something has happened to them or no, we don't have control over everything, but you set an intention, you visualize. I know you mentioned on your vision board, that's you setting an intention for the year or whatever period of time that vision board that you created, Nicole is supposed to represent. And what happens is you look up over a period of time and you look at that same board because a lot of times you don't look at it every day. And you're like, you know what? I achieved that. I did that because you you visualize it. You named that thing. You name that achievement that you wanted to have. If you're not intentional about the successes that you are trying to achieve, which are all subjective, success is subjective, then you haven't laid out the roadmap necessary to get there. Everything in your being is not moving you towards that goal. And so I just think that it's really, really important. You know, we all know folks who have like stayed in the same job for 20 years and they complain about that job and all the things that somebody is doing to them or this job is doing to them. Do you have the intention to leave? Because to me, it doesn't sound like you have the intention because if that's your intention, that there's several steps that you would have taken by now in order to change that circumstance. So again, not to be judgmental, it's just that if we visualize and set the intention for where we want to be, and I'm dating myself, but I dream a genie, you could blink your eyes and, and you will be there. Or I, I think she that. twinkled her nose, actually. I, I could never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I love the reference, right? And it, it does happen, 
not literally overnight, but when yep. you're in the journey, it seems like overnight that something mm-hmm. that amazing can happen, right? As you were talking, what jumped in my mind was if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Exactly. So, you know, what do you want, right? I love that. And you're speaking to the former me, you know, right? Like I remember waking up in a life that I didn't want, right? But mm-hmm. I never took the time to determine the life I wanted or even further, I didn't realize I had the power to determine the life I wanted. I was just going la, 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 Elmo's world. And then I, I didn't like Elmo's world, right? No, I want Nicole's world, right? So you know, I had to take a step back and determine what that looked like. And then, like you said, those breadcrumbs or taking those steps to make Mm -hmm. it happen, right? So talk to us about what people can do to ensure that they're clear with their intentions. Like, what does that look like in action? And I know you did Mm -hmm. reference a vision board, but do you have any other examples for people that may need, you know, something a little more concrete? I definitely, you know, obviously the vision board, if you want to, you know, look from a more a business view, then we're talking about an annual strategic plan, which is slightly different from the business plan. The business plan is, you know, kind of the the forest, but the strategic plan is, is the trees. You know, how am I going to actually institute this business plan? And so We do strategic planning with our company every single year as a company in terms of the type of contracts we want, the type of clients we want. In addition to just revenue, we have an additional goal because we want to positively impact communities. So we count. That's a measurable goal for us as well. And then even for my team members, each person has an action plan or a goal plan for the year, kind of different from your annual evaluation, you know, when you sit down traditionally in corporate America, like with your boss, this plan is more, you know, what do you want to learn while you're working here with us? You know, how do you want to grow? How do you think that growth will positively impact your career trajectory as a whole? And what do you think the value add will be to this company where you are right now? So it's a bit of a deeper conversation. So. We do company work, but we also do self-work and we make sure to operate within a space of love and and encouragement, you know, giving each other the the benefit of the doubt. And then just mindset wise, it's always checking in. You know, you may not be in the greatest mood or or positive (laughs) every single day, but being able to check yourself and making sure that you're working with an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset will always help to make sure that you stay on the right path. Love that. Love that. And I love how you equated it over into business, right? I feel like when we speak mindset, a lot of people go into personal, right? But, you know, as far as that mindset for your business and the growth of your business. Like, how do you get clear on, you know, if this is what you want, are you actually doing things to make that happen, right? Are you Mm -hmm. clear on what you want and how you're going to make it happen? I love that. It sounds like what you do with your employees is like a development plan as far as their development. Yeah, that's a good way to, yeah, a good way to title it. Definitely. Right. I love that, too, because not a lot of organizations care about that. Right. So I think that Mm -hmm. that is amazing. And it just goes back to you, your brand and your brand messaging, not just being words. Right. Like you say, you want everyone to win. And the things that you do behind that, you know, really shows that that's what you stand for. So I love that. Thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. Now, let's talk personal development. So, Makara, tell us how you develop yourself. So, I've really been leading into professional development. I always do. You know, you should always be a student of your discipline. You never know it all. At the point you think you know it all, that's when you really need to be like, well, well you know, kind of shake the the little Tweety Birds floating around your head because you should always be trying to be your best self. And in order to achieve that, it's always being in a state of learning. 
So I'm always talking to other people who run their own companies. I'm always talking to mentors within the corporate space, the nonprofit industry. So just always being open to learn something new, reading nonfiction books about how to be a better leader. Uh, I just finished taking one of those personality disc assessments. I probably take two a year. I always come out with the same results, <laughs> whether it's Myers, it's big or disc. You have like a consistent personality, which right. is, that should be a goal for us all, but it helps to remind you of how you are. And then it helps for you to tell other people how it's best for you to communicate with them. And then also when sometimes you have issues, you're like, is it me? You could go back at your report and be like, you know what? It is me. I'm tripping. Let me go back and see if I could do a reset with this interaction with this person. And again, I mean, I've mentioned being self-aware, but you, you gotta be. I was talking to my brother-in-law today, complaining about taking a flight out West. I was like, oh my God, it's five hours. That's just such a long time for me. And he was just like, what is the problem? I said, you know what it is? It's the loss of control. I'm in this plane, in this air, and I have no control over my life for five hours. And that is a long time to me, but I'm self-aware. Now, someone may think it's silly, but that's where my anxiety comes from. You gotta be able to call a thing a thing and, and point at yourself and joke at yourself so that you can mitigate when you, you need some extra, some extra coping mechanisms, long flight or whatever the equivalent is of a long flight for you. But you can only do that if you are, again, self-care, self-aware, and growing on a consistent basis as a human being. Right, right. Love, love, love that. You reminded me of a quote that I heard Candy Candy Burris say before. Okay. It was, or not say, but I've read it and I actually put it on one of my vision boards, right? But it said, I don't ever want to feel like I made it. Because the moment mm -hmm. I feel like I made it is the moment I start to fall off, right? So speaking mm -hmm. to what you initially said, you know, as far as always having room to grow, right? Yes. I love your reference to leadership development. Okay. I believe leadership development is so important and it's not always the first go-to. So I salute you for being a leader mm -hmm. that wants to continue to develop, right? Like, we don't know everything, right? As a leader, mm -hmm. it's always something to learn. And then it's always something that you can fix, right? Or you can right. make better, right? But how will you know that if you don't continue to take those classes? Like you said, you take the, the personality assessment twice a year, right? Like to me, that's a great equation of, you know, even if it's something that you did learn five years ago, like that leadership development should be a constant you know, amongst leaders of organizations and of people and of teams, because it just helps to make it harmonious, right? And right. successful, right? So I think that is super, super amazing. And then that control, listen, what you said, whether it's your plan, <laughs> listen, that's a whole, that's a whole episode by itself, right? Like control, you know, and identifying what that is for you. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. Like, whew, we just, I mean, I'm not going to even touch it. I'm not going to touch it, but that, we'll, we'll that's talk about that word. next time. That's Listen. a whole, <laughs> we'll right. be doing Janet Jackson control podcast for a week. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. But I love your reference to just being able to identify it, accept it, you know, and figure out how to get past it because that's really what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm jumping in to let you know that if you want to support the ongoing production of Winners United, the podcast, your contributions are welcome and appreciated. There are two ways that you can support. One is via Cash App, and the other is via Buy Me a Coffee. The Cash App handle for Win Hers United is dollar sign Win Hers United. That's W I N H E R S U N I T E D. And our Buy Me a Coffee URL is buymeacoffee.com forward slash 
when hers and I am. And that's B-U-Y-M-E-A-C-O-F-F-C-E period C-O-M forward slash W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D. Thank you in advance for your support and remember that no donation is too small. All right. So I know you told us that you take the personality assessments twice a year to, you know, level set with yourself to help you to relate to others better. How often do you do any other trainings or networking or workshops or whatever, you know, other things that you do for your personal development? I just did a four day community engagement training a few months ago. And those are, I think, four hours each. I'm in a Georgia minority business mentoring program where I've been teamed with an executive at a company who we kind of create an action plan for the company, some things, you know, I need to work on. And they're just walking me through based off of what they already know how to do in order to strengthen the company. So I'm in the process of working on that right now. Key is you get the training, you get the development, but then you also have to give yourself time to implement. You can be in class all the time, but if you haven't figured out how to infuse what you're learning into your business, then you just in school to be in school. You just, (laughs) you know, you're just taking courses to put on your resume, but you're not really grabbing what you call like the gems or the nuggets and figuring out, okay, where does, where do these pieces fit within my, your company and your business and how you're running things. And then something that you learned last year may not have been relevant to your business at the time, but just 365 days later, you can be like, what was that that they said? <laughs> Let me go back and, you know, find that. Oh, I get it now. And so, you know, you just have to always be open. And sometimes you could always have the answers to the test. You just didn't realize it because it wasn't applicable at the time that they were given to you. So it's not just about training and it's not just about learning but figuring out how do I now place this into the fabric of what it is that I'm doing. Right, right. I love that. Makare ain't come to play with us today, y'all. She did not come to play with us today. These are gems. I hope y'all not missing these gems, right? Like, I love that, especially being a person that, you know, you can get addicted to learning and never move into that action, right? I've mm-hmm. been guilty of it. It's like, Nicole, how many classes you going to take on this subject before you start doing You know it. Stop yeah. trying to tell yourself you don't right. know it. Now you're just hiding behind being a student. No, get out there and, and take some action based off of this stuff that you already know. I love that. I think that is a And you gem. know what it is sometimes, Nicole, I think we as women have perfection paralysis mm. and we think we need to do all this stuff in order to be ready where our counterparts apply for jobs they're not qualified for, act like they're know-it-alls about subjects that they know nothing about, but we hold ourselves to the standard that's so high and impossible to meet and we need to stop. At some point, you should be like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. Or I know everything I need to know right now to start this fill in the blank. Oh, I love it. That just gave, that just gave me chills, right? That, and that goes over to mindset, right? Which would mm-hmm. be that affirmation right there. It's funny. I have, so I've been going through a lot of transitions lately, right? So in the past, my affirmations was like, I am good. I do good. I deserve good. And they're great affirmations to continue to build up my esteem. But my aunt heard me talking about it one day and she goes, I need you to change those affirmations, right? Because from her viewpoint, Nicole, you're past that. So then now it's like, mm. I'm ready. I'm equipped. I'm destined, right? And I think yeah. that speaks directly to what you just said. And then also the, just briefly touch on the counterparts and their confidence, because I have seen this in action. I have also heard about it to where women, especially women of color, like let's just say a job description, 
You feel like you have to meet every requirement on a job description where yep. a male counterpart, especially a white male counterpart, may meet just one. And he's applying for that job. I've even been on calls with guys that talked about positions they were in when the manager or someone gave them a new project. They knew nothing about it. Nothing, nothing. right? They, they took it. Oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Hung up from him, called another resource to figure out how to do it and got it, it done. So yeah. why are we doing this to ourselves, ladies? Like, let's just stop it. You know, stop making it harder because we are just as good, if not better as a lot of people that are out there moving forward without fear and, and without putting all of these roadblocks in front of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk self-care. So Makara, talk to us about why you make self-care a priority. So I think that being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, it really is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And if you treat it like a sprint, you are going to fall out at the end of the race. You know, when they have to call the paramedics because the person's overheated and passed out and can't breathe. And (laughs) that translates into anxiety attacks for business owners. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have balance and whatever that is for you. So I meditate every day. I work with a personal trainer three days a week. I do yoga, pick things where your, your phone is turned off. Mm. Make sure alerts can't come to your phone so that you're picking and choosing how to use your time and just making sure that you're you're working hard so that you can enjoy life mm. with yourself, <laughs> with your family, not so that you could, you know, work yourself into the ground. So you want to work smarter, not harder, and you need to figure out how you do that within your industry. And so again, setting intention of, okay, what does Nicole need in order to make sure Nicole is taking care of herself? Whether that's a mile walk every day, whether that's a massage once a month, you know, whether that's going to play tennis, whether it's, I like to color, I've coloring books. Right. (laughs) I think there's some social therapeutic. Yes. For me, it's something that I'm doing with my hands. That's not typing. And I learned how to knit over COVID. I started knitting with my sister. So I'm like, I'm an old bitty knitting now. I I did my first (laughs) scarf. But when it happened, it was just like a movement that was different and wasn't as cerebral as what you have to do when you're running a business. And you have to have those breaks. I mean, even in, you know, marathons, there's someone on the side of the road that gives you a cup to drink some water, to replenish, to hydrate. So what is your hydration process? You have to have one because you can't just go, you will hit a wall. And then that's not beneficial to anyone. So I just think, again, you got to pick what it is for you. Change it up if you need to change it up, but you got to have something. Because a lot of us, we're not just running businesses, we're in relationships, we have children, we have all these people tugging and want things from us. Well, Nicole, what are you doing for you? Hmm. Right, right, no, right. Listen, I can say right about 10 more times and I'm not forcing myself to say right, it's just coming out because it is so true, right? And I'll just add to that, Don't put yourself at the bottom of the list. Why are we always at the bottom of the list, right? Everything else, everyone else has to be taken care of before we realize that we matter too, right? Let's change that narrative. Self-care is not selfish. I love, Mm -hmm. love, love all of the ways that you choose to honor yourself and care for yourself, right? And I hope For anyone listening that needs some ideas, those were some great, great ideas. One of my favorite things to do is scrapbooking. And by listening to you, you just reminded me that I don't even remember the last time I made a scrapbook. So I need to get my Mm -hmm. whole life together, right? (laughs) At least part of your life, not the whole thing. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, okay. I'll take that part, fine. Be nice to yourself, Nicole. Okay. All right. So out of everything you named, or maybe you didn't name this one, like what is your all-time favorite self-care practice? Oh, all-time favorite 
self-care practice. This is not going to sound creative at all, but I like to Netflix and chill while I'm sitting on my sofa, curled up in my soft pants, <laughs> under my, my little blanket, just binge watching something that I enjoy, whether it's a thriller, whether it's action adventure, whether it's a drama. I just like to get sucked into other worlds because then you're not thinking about your own world. So that's that's my own, that's my escape. And then, you know, having a nice tasty libation and some snacks on the side is always um, a good accessory to doing that. And no one asking me to do anything. That has to come with it. It's, it you can't do the Netflix without the chill. Right, right. <laughs> I love separated. it. And chill is me not doing anything for anybody else. Right. I love that. I think that that is a great example of self-care because for me, that's my current go-to self-care, right? <laughs> like TV is not one of the things that is necessarily on my agenda every single day. So when I do right. take that time to watch TV, to unplug, it's like a treat, right? So it is, it is a, a self-care treat. practice. So I can totally agree. And I love it. Love it. As a bonus, let's talk celebrating wins. The premise behind celebrating wins is that I feel like a lot of times we're moving a thousand miles per hour. We're checking off this mark. We're checking off that mark. But we don't take time to acknowledge how far we've come, to pat ourselves on the back, even if it's for the most simplest thing to the most profound thing, right? I don't think it has to be this grandiose achievement, right, for it to be equated to a win you know, to each his own on how they recognize that or how they categorize it. But I, I mm -hmm. really want to get into the practice of normalizing wins in our lives and identifying ways that we've won every single day because we win every day. We win every day. Yes. Right. So tell us about your latest win and why it's important to you. Oh, our latest win and why it's important to us. I would say, I mean, again, when it's subjective, even what I shared with you earlier about that company reaching out to us because they saw the type of work that we had done on a previous project. And then we have a meeting scheduled with them tomorrow to talk about the potential of working on a project. That was a huge win for me. I was like a kid. When I saw that email, I was sitting in the car with my husband he was on a call. We cannot be on calls at the same time because we both talk really loud. <laughs> and, and they're always like, uh, you know, I'm talking on the phone or I'll be on a Zoom. But they're like, we hear like some talking in the background. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's my husband. And I started smiling from ear to ear. I'm talking about like the kid smile, like where your jaws hurt up here. Like I had not smiled like that in so long. And I had this like permanent joker smile on my face just because I knew that someone thought that we did a really, really good job and then now wants to work with us. Like it felt, it felt bigger than like a certificate or an award or even like a dollar amount that went to the project. But it's what we've been, you know, striving for and trying to achieve is having this good reputation for the work that we do and letting that speak for itself. And so I have actually what I just coined in my, my head as you asked me that question, Nicole, is we have hover moments at Hummingbird where you just stop being busy and you hover to celebrate the successes because yes, the hummingbird is one of the only words that can hover and like, you know, stay in place. Right. And if we're in the office, we will literally stop what we're doing and, you know, have a celebration, uh, maybe a celebratory toast in the moment. But just when you can actually feel joy, that emotion from within, and then it shows up on your face, that's, that's just a moment that I will remember for a really, really long time because it reminds you how it's supposed to feel. And sometimes you forget that because we work so hard and we're so focused and we're so busy and we have so many lists and we, we don't pause to really celebrate those wins, Nicole. And sometimes wins are just steps in that process that we're talking about. You haven't even crossed the finish line, but right. you did cross the half mile mark. 
everybody doesn't get there. That's huge. That's big. And it needs to be recognized. Right, right. Love it. Love all of that. All, all of it, right? I heard you took the words out of my brain, right? As I was thinking the words, you said them, right? But wanting your work to speak for itself. I know mm-hmm. how that feels firsthand from getting overlooked in corporate America, right? I've never really been the person that does the smoozing and the, you know, a butt kisser, right? For <laughs> we want to keep it PG or G, we want to keep it G today, right? So never been the one to do that, but really just always wanted my work to speak for itself. And when it actually does, and you get that recognition, it, it's a feeling out of this world, right? So I totally relate to that. And I love how you talked about the, the journey, right? Enjoying the journey. A lot of times we do just focus on this big end goal when the joy is in the journey, right? Now, you know, we've already claimed that everything's going to work out with this client, right? But That's right. The them reaching out is a win, right? Yep. The call is a win, you know, like every yep. step along <laughs> the way is a win, right? And it's those deposits, right? Those That's deposits right. into our life that give us the motivation we need to continue for the encouragement, you know, the evidence that we're able, like right. just so many amazing things, right? So I love that. So tell us what being a winner means to you. Being a winner really is simple. It's my daughter looking at what's possible for her. Mm-hmm. It's being a role model for her. It's her being able to see my journey, how I carry myself, how I represent the family, and knowing that that's a possibility for her, laying that that foundation, laying that that framework, and then watching her apply it in whatever she chooses to do. Just having that confidence earlier in her life than I had it in my life. That's a win for me. I think somewhere along the way, you know, we think we could do anything. And then life says, oh, you can't do that. (laughs) And we start to believe it. And then we hit another part of our life. I'm like, they're crazy. What was I? Of course I can do that. Right. But just that, why did we have to go through that period of time where we, where we doubted ourselves? We're all going to, at some point, I just want hers to be a shorter period of time to get here. You know, I, obviously I went the traditional route, traditional in terms of higher education, you know, went to college, went to law school, you know, got married. I looked up and I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years and I, I was not working in my industry. And when I decided to go back to work, nobody would hire me. I guess my brain had become mush and all of my resume and all the things that I had done before were not intriguing or attractive. I saw my counterparts who also took the same time off go right into middle management somewhere. But that wasn't my path. And so I had to rebuild. I had to rebuild. But I don't, I don't know that's the journey that all women have to take and women of color have to take. And I don't want us to have to, to do that. We are multi-talented and need to be recognized for that. And we need to recognize ourselves and each other for that. And that's what you are doing with this podcast, Nicole, with Win Her. I want to thank you for creating this platform to tell these stories, to tell these herstories, because they are, they really are what the fuel that's going to keep us all going. I love that. Look, she trying to make me cry, y'all. Y'all know I cry myself because I don't cry that much, you know, even though it's not really healthy, but we do, look, we're not here for that. That's not what we're here for, but she trying to make me cry. All right. So we just going to move right along. I agree. That's it. Okay. <laughs> So I love to ask you, do you have any parting words or advice for us? But I feel like that that was a great way just to move into you telling us where we can find you, connect with you, follow you, all that good stuff. Sure. I mean, I'm on all the social media platforms at Hummingbird Firm. You can find us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram. Our website is www.hummingbirdfirm.com. 
And we also have a YouTube channel where I have lots of videos about community engagement and some of the work that we do. And I published a book last year that you might be interested in. If you want to read more about community engagement, that, that can be found on Amazon or a website. And that's Modern Strategies for Community Engagement, Building Bridges Between People and the Bottom Line. And definitely reach out, even if you're just another fellow entrepreneur and you don't want to, you know, reinvent the wheel. Let's do this together. Uh, we can do this together. Awesome. I love that, Makara. Thank you so much. Just, I mean, I'm just blown away. I'm blown away. And I love the title of your book, by the way, as well. Thank right? you. So Thank blown you. away. Enjoyed this interview. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for coming, being so open and so entertaining, right? So thank you. You are very welcome, Nicole. Very welcome. I really enjoyed this interview with Makara, and I hope you did as well. During this episode, Makara gave us so many gems, so many tips. I appreciate the encouragement that she even gave me as the host of this podcast. But let me know what stuck out to you. Send me an email at whenhersunited at gmail.com. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S. U-N-I-T-E-D at gmail.com. I would love to know what your takeaway was, what you liked the best, even what you didn't like. I want to hear from you. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode and read Makara's full bio. And if you want the Cash App handle for Winhurst United or the direct link to my Buy Me a Coffee page, go over to winhersunited.com. We'll be back in two weeks with another amazing winning woman of color entrepreneur. But until then, check out our previous episodes, listen to an old one, listen to a new one. Just get these gems because we want you to be successful. As always, be empowered and empower on.